Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, the conservative hot take says Speaker Kevin McCarthy must honor his concessions to the extreme right, including not complaining when they make him eat lunch from a dog bowl. Then, the jet setters at Inside the Hill welcome the New Yorker's David Remnick to discuss whether the debt ceiling fight could cause a financial crisis so unprecedented that Wall Street will have no way of profiting from it. But first, Republicans declare war on President Biden for leaving a box of classified documents in his garage instead of securely using it as a table for the Mar-a-Lago Shrimp Fountain. It's Thursday, January 19th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, big news. I'm James Smartwood, and I have a faster car than my dumb neurosurgeon brother. Top story, a nation concerned that Republicans would ignore global calamity and instead investigate the Bidens for crimes real and imagined can rest easy tonight knowing their concerns are actually spot on. House Republicans are focusing on how Biden mishandled classified documents and why the feds didn't conduct a Bin Laden-style raid on his Abbottabad, Delaware compound. That's according to House Oversight Chairman and Baby Food Jar Baby All Grown Up, James Comer. Why? was Mar-a-Lago raided, but uh, the president's home not. Why are the president's lawyers still allowed to president go has rummage through looking for documents after a special counsel has been appointed? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's not fair. Comer there channeling everyday Americans frustrated that different things elicit different responses. Joining the chorus of anti-participation trophy Republicans whining about fairness was President Trump, who took a break from his rigorous campaign schedule of shuffling peas around his plate to post on True Social, which after months of research, we believe is something on the internet. Mar-a-Lago is a highly secured facility with security cameras all over the place and watched over by staff in our great secret service. I have info on everyone. That's right, Mar-a-Lago famously runs an intense background check, requiring every guest to name one difference between their back and the ground. Joining me now to lodge our fingers into the bowling ball of truth, chuck it down the slippery lane of analysis and hit a perfect news strike before realizing we tore our scupula, is Democratic strategist who dresses a tray of chicken piccata to sneak into Barbara Walters' funeral, Lydia Parker. Good evening. Chief Washington Bureau Chief who somehow got in a group chat with a dozen Greyhound bus drivers, Jonathan Keene. Hello. Chief field correspondent who was out all last week because his gerbil had babies, James Smartwood Jr. Hi. And PBS Fireline host and tuning out the news contributor who has never encountered a human being wearing sweatpants, Margaret Hoover. Thank you for being here, Margaret. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, Margaret, the House Oversight Committee leading these investigations will include paragons of discernment and virtue like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and Paul Gosar. Are these hearings a political winner, or could it backfire when hundreds of C-SPAN viewers call an ambulance because Paul Gosar looks deeply unwell? The American public can see the difference between apples and oranges. They can see the difference between the documents investigation in Mar-a-Lago and the documents investigation of Joe Biden. In both cases, classified documents belong nowhere in private person's hands. 
but they have been handled very, very differently and with different degrees of honesty and transparency, frankly, by each president. Now, I have to agree with Margaret. If your entire agenda is big show trials, have some fun with it. I'd love to see Jim Jordan interrogate Merrick Garland while hanging from aerial silks. You know, Democrats shouldn't worry about this document scandal, considering Biden is extremely good at articulating incisive counterarguments, assuming it's telling a mouthy union worker to get bent. Now let's move on to a new report on Republican congressman who during congressional roll call yells out present after every name just to be safe, George Santos. The Washington Post says he has deep ties to a businessman named Andrew and Trader who is the cousin of a sanctioned Russian oligarch. The evidence suggests Santos may have had a business relationship with Entrader as Santos was first entering politics in 2020. It also shows that Entrader put hundreds of thousands of dollars into Santos's one-time employer, Harbor City, which was accused by regulators of running a Ponzi scheme. Santos being a potential Russian asset is obviously a huge liability if he does not enjoy being revered as a god by Republicans. Now, Margaret, House leadership is refusing to take action against George Santos, even giving him committee assignments. Republicans protecting violent insurrectionists who soiled the House chamber is one thing, but a liar? Pretty remarkable. Look, George Santos should resign. Uh, the House leadership should uh, take him off committees, not give him any responsibility. And frankly, there should be a special election for that seat. What's quite interesting about these reports is that finally we're starting to get some color on why his self-worth has doubled, tripled, quadrupled, changed by orders of magnitude in the last two years. George Santos is learning that you don't waltz into Congress with some oligarch's dirty money. You cartwheel in with Peter Thiel's dirty money. George Santos winning his election using a barely scrutinized false biography exposes serious media shortcomings. To hold ourselves to account, let's go to James Smartwood Jr., who tuning out the news embedded with the Santos campaign leading up to the election. Uh Jr., why do you think you in the news media missed this story? Well, with media companies squeezing their budgets, I didn't have the resources to conduct true investigative journalism. So instead, I just repeat what Allison Camerata said yesterday. Oh, we love Camerata. For sure. What's the solution here? The solution is accountability. And that's why I am replacing myself on this panel with a different guy. Who is that guy? Which one? The guy standing over there who looks like he's never worn shoes before. Oh, him. That's my replacement. The newest member of the big news panel. Okay, you don't get to do that. This is my show. Sure, but this is my chair, and that is my guy. Jesus, does he talk? It is my understanding that he does talk. Okay, wonderful. Now, Margaret, jump in here. Isn't the election of George Santos just a symptom of a much larger systemic failure of our institutions? You know, you could call it that, but the, the, the truth is... You're a jerk. You know that, is, right? No, I'm not. No. Yeah. I'm not a jerk. Yes, you are. And you're making me look bad in front of the guy. I don't care what the guy thinks, okay? Well, he's going to be in your house, so you should care. He's not go- He's not moving they in. I will I will move before I I told him you were cool with it. I don't care. I can go back on my word. It's not a big deal. I never gave my word. I wouldn't go back on my word with the guy. Oh, great. He's violent? Oh, for sure, Margaret. I agree. You're going to buy me some armor. Okay. All right. I've got a guy. Republican All right. We've got a deal. It's not that guy, is it? It's not that guy, is it? It is that guy, yes. Damn it. He's, an, he's a blacksmith. I don't want the guy who's coming after me to be the same guy who protects me. You understand that, right? Well, he's bringing his anvil, so he'll make it for you there. Wait, so he has like a split personality thing? Like he's two guys? Oh, no. It's just the one guy. One is sort of rounding up, if you know what I mean. 
Hold on here. The guy is gone. Where, does anyone know where the guy went? I'll tell you where he didn't go. Out of this building. All right, Junior, get back here and start rooting around the ventilation ducts. Oh, great. I love ducks. All right, it takes consistency to become the night swim guy at the public pool, so I got to go. Thank you to my analyst and tuning out the news contributor, Margaret Hoover. Thank you so much, Margaret. Thanks, James. She is the host of Firing Line with Margaret Hoover on PBS, where she has mastered the rare conservative art of speaking without turning red and sweaty. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast, the conservative panelists of Hot Take celebrate a new scandal within the Biden administration. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Cryptocurrency, the future of losing your house is here. Welcome back. This week on Tuning Out the News, host Tyler Templeton and the conservative pundits of Hot Take applauded Merrick Garland's investigation into Biden's misplaced documents and introduced a new tool to help keep Kevin McCarthy in line as Speaker of the House. Hey, it's host who has a special bowl to stop me from eating too fast, Tyler Templeton, alongside co-host who's been told they won't resuscitate her anymore at four different wave pools, Bonnie Davis, co-host banned from Walmarts for putting a gun she didn't want back on the Frozen 2 toy shelf, Susan Shepard, and co-host who does not realize every story about his girlfriend indicates she hates him, Austin Sparks. Cut Social Security so horned-up 80-year-olds don't have enough cash to stock Tom Brady. This is Hot Take. If I die, I'm still host. I don't want to hear it. Got it. Thank you. What's up, DIY tonsillectomy gang? Top story. A man I've always said was worthy of whatever job he so desires, Merrick Garland, announced he has appointed a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden for leaving the White House after swallowing 50 condoms full of classified documents. I gotta be honest. It feels kind of weird to talk about a Biden scandal that's not completely made up. Where is the artistry? I far prefer Biden scandals delicately manufactured whole cloth after chugging pine saw in a steam room. Now, the mainstream media is making a false equivalency saying Trump did the same thing as Biden, but if that was true, why wasn't I mad when Trump did it? Merrick Garland created a special counsel for Biden and a separate special counsel for Trump. That's separate but equal. It's essentially Jim Crow. Somebody else jump in before anyone does the math on that. Where are the visitor logs for Joe Biden's home? We know every single person who visits Mar-a-Lago because they are patient zero for a novel gut fungus. And look, Biden is telling everyone exactly what happened. Just like, that's right, Kevin Spacey in seven. Trump has some shame and only acts like Kevin Spacey in his personal life. Hmm. Kevin, seven? Yeah. That rhymes. Moving on. Speaker McCarthy is showing early promise that he will dutifully enact whatever Dan Bongino's most liked Facebook post happened to be that day. Take a look. There's been some interest among some of your rank and file Republicans to possibly introduce a resolution to expunge uh, one of former President Trump's impeachments and possibly vote. When you look at, when you find that the final information that the Russia document was all a lie, when you watch one went through, I would understand why members would want to bring that forward. Now, some argue he's only saying that to hold on to power since that's the only reason Kevin McCarthy has ever said anything, but it's still nice to hear. Still, when it comes to the speaker, we must trust but verify. 
That's why I invented a device that, with the press of a button on my smartphone, will gently encourage the speaker to keep his promises to conservatives by deploying an 8,000 PSI crotchal pulverization. It's Wi-Fi enabled, and like a Lexus, you can barely hear the 400 horsepower pistons doing their magic. It's Whisper Quiet! This is a nice start, but if we want to stave off Biden's agenda, we need to bump up the PSI to 10,000. Whoa, look, I know McCarthy. He will do what we say at 8,000 PSI. You don't know what you're talking about. You're going to blow out the I machine. We'll only get to use it once. I've been pounded in the crotch way more than you have, so Susan. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look. In times of strife, it's tempting to devolve into petty gripes and ad hominem attacks. But let's not forget what unites us. A common desire to hold our leaders to the most extreme positions imaginable under threat of having their beanbag turned to dust. I'm here, here, here. Let's do that shots. That was beautiful. Yeah. All right, I'm chaperoning a middle school brawl tonight, so let's wrap it out with I'm Not Done. The commissioner of the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, a job I wasn't aware of until this week, but now I hate with all my being, said this about America's most sacred institution, the bedrock of civilization since the dawn of man. We need to be talking about regulating gas stoves, whether that's drastically improving emissions or banning gas stoves entirely. Hello? We need the gas stoves to cook the cockroaches after our gas obsession destroys the planet. Of course, we are not all talk and out of petty defiance have installed gas stoves throughout the hot take desk. Bonnie? Have y'all heard of these things? Poems? I am irate about all the scary new feelings that stir in me when I read them. Ravens talking to goths and some dope asking little lamb who made thee and raging, raging against the dying of the light? I've had it. Susan? Avatar The Way of Water is a visual masterpiece, but it pushes a pro-water agenda on our corn syrup-worshipping nation. That's why I'm calling on James Cameron to re-release the film as Avatar The Way of Soda. Austin. Austin? Austin! (laughs) My man, you have got to go to bed earlier. When Tuning Out the News returns, Inside the Hill discusses the looming debt ceiling standoff with New Yorker editor David Remnick. That's ahead. This week on Tuning Out the News, New Yorker editor David Remnick joined the panelists of Inside the Hill to discuss the real victims of the debt ceiling debate, assess the futures of both Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, and even pitch some New Yorker cartoons of their own. I'm Rich Ballard and Mackenzie Bezos, my DMs are open and I have a normal shaped head. I'm Sarah Sabo and I turned my daughter's room into a gym on her first half day of preschool. Joining us now is thrice deceased Wall Street Journal columnist Eleanor Palmer. Hello. And Princeton history professor who mutters, I bet you have some stories to tell to every suit of armor, Dr. Ike Bloom. Greetings. Let's jump in. Top story. The battle in Congress over raising the debt ceiling could harm America. America's most vulnerable wealthy nobility. Economists from the human rights organization Goldman Sachs write, 
It seems likely that uncertainty over the debt limit in 2023 could lead to substantial volatility in financial markets. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not why we bought both our nation's political parties. Congress, this isn't some meaningless culture war like Medicaid or women's health. This has real consequences. Here to discuss is Pulitzer Prize-winning editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. Thanks for joining us, David. Great pleasure, Rich. How are you? Very well. Now, David, you're an astute observer of democracies around the world. Is it a sign of a healthy nation when a few barely elected members of Congress, representing mostly roving bands of coyotes, can inflict financial Armageddon because it plays well on Newsmax? Well, you may have answered your own question, Sarah. I don't think we live in in an especially stable time in our democracy. And this, this business about the debt ceiling is just a symptom of how crazy things are in Congress, for sure. There's a simple solution to getting Congress to raise the debt ceiling. Wealthy people do their own January 6th. I'll bring the exclusive Charmin Quadruple Ply 900 thread count toilet paper. Now, David, you wrote extensively about the January 6th riots and the role of Donald Trump. Let's listen to what Congressional Sisyphus rolling Matt Gates's forehead up a hill, Kevin McCarthy, said after his resounding, humiliating victory. I do want to especially thank uh, President Trump. I don't think anybody should doubt his influence. He was with me from the beginning. He was all in. He would call me and he would call others. Oh, come on, Speaker McCarthy. Donald Trump only has the suicide cult support of a mere plurality of Republicans in 2024. David, we in the media know that Donald Trump could never be elected president of the United States, especially after the January 6th report describing his disastrous presidency. Back us up. No, I'm not going to back you up. I'm I'm afraid that a lot of people believe what he says. They think that his attitude toward the establishment, despite his being a very rich man and being the establishment himself, but by posing himself as this anti-establishment figure, he speaks for a lot of people who are angry uh, at the managerial class, at the wealthy, at East Coast elites. I'm, I'm not expressing agreement, but I'm saying... This is, this is why he has so much support, and there are a lot of racists. Ooh, sorry, it's not good to be racist. But David, remember how that one congressman wouldn't talk to Donald Trump on the phone? That means he's not relevant, and I'm absolutely not desperately extrapolating because I can't handle counter-evidence. I think Eleanor's right about Trump's irrelevance, as described in my book, The End of Trump, which I published in 2016, as well as The Final Days of Trump. Trump in Exile, The Final Days of Trump, Part 2, Trump is Done, The Final Book, Now Trump is Done, The Real Final Book, and the upcoming Now Trump is Done, The Real Final Book, updated edition, with that photo Eleanor mentioned. Now, moving on. David, you were once at the Washington Post, where you served as their Moscow correspondent. For some reason, Putin's forces are struggling to defeat the Ukrainians they're ideologically conditioned not to comprehend as human beings fighting an existential conflict. Putin has just replaced the general in charge of his armies. Quote, it was the second time in just three months that the ministry replaced the chief of the war effort. Now, David, do you see serious consequences ahead for Vladimir Putin, or will he go the Bolsonaro route, wandering American supermarkets till he's hospitalized by our food? I I think Vladimir Putin is very intent in not ending up in Orlando, Florida, being photographed eating fried chicken. I think that is not his desired outcome. 
what he wants to make sure of is two things, that he uh, wins in Ukraine, which is proving increasingly, thankfully, uh, very, very difficult. And at the same time, he's in, able to end his uh, time in power, either on his deathbed of natural causes, or certainly not like Muammar Gaddafi. Nothing affected Putin more than the video of Gaddafi uh, being lynched by his own people. So uh, he lives in fear of that and anxiety of that. Well, good, because Putin replacing the lead general of its unwinnable war just adds to its crimes against humanity, the crime of openly plagiarizing American military strategy. What's great about throwing homelessness ending cash at this conflict is it encourages Americans seeking a social safety net to emigrate there. Some say deposing Putin will simply give rise to a new despot who promises that nation redemption from decades of American economic warfare, but I say, have you seen sex lives of college girls? Oh, it's oh, storytelling! Now, moving on. David, as editor, you have final say over which cartoons will appear in the legendary pages of The New Yorker. Sarah and I actually came up with a couple cartoons, and just for fun, would love to get your thoughts. Go ahead. Okay, here's mine. It's a dog at a restaurant asking the waiter, do you have any dog food that's gluten-free? Uh, you know, we have three baskets. Yes, no, and maybe. We'll put that in the maybe basket for the moment. How about oh, that? Oh, screw you. you. That is funny. So funny. <laughs> the problem is, you're too dumb yeah, to get it. Yeah, you don't get it because you're dumb. Yeah, that, that might be yeah, it. Yeah, if you got it, you'd be falling over laughing. Well, he doesn't think it's funny because he's a coastal elitist. Oh, bleh, disgusting. Real America would love that joke. This is why Trump won. David Remnick got yeah. Trump elected. Undoubtedly. Great, we agree. Anyway, thank you so much for the feedback on that one. You bet. Okay, so here's mine, David. It's a cat on the stand in a courtroom, and he says, it's not indecent exposure. It's how I take a bath. What do you think? Well... You monster! What is wrong with you? That is funny! That is funny stuff! You're psycho. That's what you are. When Trump gets elected, which will happen because of your mind-boggling elitism, I hope he sends you to Gitmo. <laughs> that's not a joke! That's what we want to happen! Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you to our esteemed guest, the New Yorker editor, David Remnick. The New Yorker's edition of the January 6th report is available now. Thank you, David. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks so much. Fantastic. I love him. After the break, Inside the Hill delivers some piping hot Beltway gossip. Stick around. TikTok, the brain guzzler. Welcome back. Before we go, it's time for some off-the-record chit-chat about the folks juggling your rights over a burning safety net. It's time for some Beltway gossip. Now listen to this. My Uber Black driver said that Elon Musk accepted a billion-dollar government contract for a radical new ultra-efficient set of stairs. That's a Tesla driving up and down regular stairs. Ooh, oh, great, right? Finally. Congressional interns say that after numerous Democratic candidates vowed to run for her position, a defiant Diane Feinstein announced to an empty banquet hall that she is in fact running for 1946 Miss America. Oh, she's got a shot. 
My waiter at Le Cirque lets slip that the NFL is planning to release new safety protocols requiring every player to play while inside an ambulance. Oh, oh that's a good idea. And that's your Beltway gossip. Good night, everyone. Oh, and hey, look, Mackenzie Bezos mm-hmm. still hasn't DM'd me. Am I just not weirdly jacked enough for her? Well, have you worked out your neck? Yeah, I should focus only on the neck, though. I think your neck is perfect, Rich. Until next week, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.